Today we have a special guest all the way from the state of Sao Paulo in Brazil. She is not only an accomplished English learner, but she also teaches the language of English. Larissa, how are you? Hey, I'm good. What about you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing very well today. Uh, can you introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about you? Yeah. So, um, I'm Larissa and I'm an English teacher since I was 17 and now I am 25. And it was not my first option, but, uh, I really love, so I have no choice. <laughs> I never, I don't know, uh, leave this job because I really love to do that. <laughs> Okay, you know what? I had other questions to start with, but first I have to know. How does somebody become an English teacher at 17? Mm. Um, I don't know exactly because uh, when I was thinking about uh, which course I, I was going to do, Uh, I was thinking about psychology <laughs> and my mom, uh, she, she worked almost all my life because she started to, to work at school when, uh, the year that I was born and uh, I always being so close to school stuff and I don't know but it came uh, a patient <laughs> maybe okay very interesting and <laughs> so you, even though you started at 17 it wasn't your first option but you really love doing it now right yes so yes. let's go back further even further to when you first started learning English. And I, I don't mean just, you know, make, maybe you learned a few sentences or, or thought somebody in, in the U.S. or the U.K. was cool and you, you would repeat it. I mean, when you first really started saying, I want to be able to speak English at a high level to learn English. Oh. Uh, I don't know exactly when I started to... To like <laughs> things about English, but when I was a child, I tried to to read some numbers. I think that I was six, and my brother always uh, played some games in English, and it really it it was really interesting because I really want to know what I wanted to know what they, they were saying. But uh, I was really shy when I was a teenager. And my mom put me uh, in uh, English school. But I was very, very, very shy. <laughs> And I couldn't speak so well. So uh, I tried for real to speak and to improve my English when I was uh, 15 or 16. 
but I started to to do a course, an English course, when I was eight or nine. So it took a long time to oh. to me to yeah. So so how long did that English course last when you were eight or nine? How long was it? How long was what? Sorry. How how long was the duration of that English class? How long did you take that? When you were eight the, or nine, the, the class you took originally. Um, I don't know exactly. Maybe one year and a half, and then I stopped it. Okay. And then I started again, but I had to stop because I was um. Uh, about to to start my my career, so mm. I didn't have times and yeah. Okay. Uh, so let me ask you: When did you go from deciding to improve your English and really start to learn again to saying, "Oh, I think I could teach English. I think I could be a teacher." What was that thought process, and what was the, um, you know, what was the first? Uh, actually, I, I always uh, was the that friend that when uh, a friend of mine was absent, uh, the day before I started to, to, uh, trying to 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 explain what what were the lessons the day before so uh i think that i i i feel very i don't know how how to explain that but i feel good when i can explain something to someone and this person can understand me you know i think i'm doing something good I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it was uh, when I was a teenager, trying to to help my friends. Okay, I understand. It makes sense. Uh, <laughs> so you were you were always a very helpful person, somebody who who liked to see other people succeed. I think so. <laughs> That's great. Mm-hmm. And when did you, or where, who, or where did you first start teaching? Like, did you did you go to a different place? Did you teach out of your home? When you started actually teaching, where did where would did it take place? Was it in person? Was yes, yes, uh, it was in person, and it was a very difficult uh, group. Because uh, there were three or four teenagers, very talkative teenagers, and two old ladies oh. <laughs> in the same class. Can you imagine? Yeah, that sounds like fun. Yes, <laughs> but it was my first experience being a teacher, and I was uh afraid and the girls could could see in my face that I was a little bit afraid 
and then we we became friends but the first time uh i was very nervous about uh i don't know uh i was thinking what if i couldn't explain to them or uh couldn't answer them i, I don't know i was very nervous <laughs> That makes sense. We, it, it really doesn't matter usually what we're doing, whether we're playing sports, uh, acting in a play, teaching, going to school for the first time, mm -hmm. performing a dance, um, or even, you know, intimate experiences with a partner, right? Boyfriend, yes. girlfriend. What husband, mm -hmm. wife. If it's the first time we're, we're doing it, if we don't, know what to expect, we get nervous. It's just natural. Um, yes. But as long as you're prepared, you know, things usually tend to go well. And with experience, with practice, you get better, you get less nervous. So I, I'm sure yeah. now you, you've uh, got the experience of being a teacher and, and it's a little bit easier for you. But let me yeah. ask you, when you first started teaching, or even now, but mostly when you were in the beginning, What type of things did you think were the hardest thing about or most challenging thing about teaching English? Uh, um, let me see. <laughs> I think that I'm, uh, I started when I was very young and uh, all the, the other teachers uh, said to me, Uh, try to uh, to be more confident, to be more uh, serious, because uh, if you you're you don't act like that, the students uh, won't respect you. And it was very hard because this not this is not the way that I interacted to, to the students, you know, I like to be friend of them and I really don't like to be that serious teacher that you can't say anything because you are afraid, you know. You want to be their friends. You want to be helping them, not, you know, controlling yes. them. Like, yes. And it's one a thing that I balance, think, I think. Sorry? It's a difficult balance, you know. You have to make yeah. sure you 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 are not too too friendly, but also that you are not too intimidating. Yes, I took a long time to uh, really learn to 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 do this this balance. It was very difficult at the beginning because uh, I was seventeen. And I had some students with 18 <laughs> or 19 because I I gave classes in the at the public school and uh, a lot of them actually and the students were not uh, paying attention because they didn't like English or even Portuguese because I gave Portuguese. Uh, classes to Brazilians too and it was very hard to get their respect 
Okay. Yeah, I, I can imagine because you being young and them being young, they're going to see you as a peer, a friend, or even not necessarily a friend to the extent that they are nice to you, but somebody on their level instead of a teacher. Yes. Mm-hmm. So once you once you got over that and you, you got older, what is it now that you love so much? What What is your favorite part of teaching you? I think it's the 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 same thing that uh, made me uh, choose this. Uh, I really like when the students start to to get happy about learning. Uh, when they start to think uh, that English or Portuguese is not that difficult uh, that you can learn playing having fun and I think that's it <laughs> this part that's okay. uh, why I really like to um, make it fun and do some jokes you know <laughs> mm -hmm. okay great great I think it's much better to have a, a fun environment to learn um, yeah. and be too serious and, and really stressed out about it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So people say that if you teach something, you also learn from teaching. Do you feel that's true with English? Do you, you feel like you learn more as you teach? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> uh, when I started teaching, when I was 17, I learned a lot. I learned uh, a lot of uh, gramma grammar too and uh, when you have to teach you have to explain so when you have to explain you have to know <laughs> so I think this is yeah true. <laughs> And would you say that um, your students uh, are more beginners or intermediate or all over the place? Uh, what what would you say is the best for you? The best level to teach? You like to teach people from just from scratch or from zero and go on, or do you like to teach people who are Uh, I think that I prefer the beginners and because most of them are afraid of English and I really like to to see when they start to to like to to learn you know okay and would you say there are um positives and negatives to teaching uh, people at different levels, beginners or intermediate. For example, maybe the beginners, uh, it's a lot of repetition and maybe, maybe the intermediate people, uh, maybe ha they have learned things wrong. Or they mm, Especially 
Or do you not really think about it that way? I don't know. Um, it's really hard uh, talking about pronunciation. Because, uh, like, uh, I'm... I have a, a student and she's 25 and she always, uh, I, I have to always remember her how, how to say you're welcome, but I have another student and she's five and she already know how to pronounce. So I think uh, when you know Portuguese, uh, in a high level, like uh, I think it can be harder to pronounce a different language. Mm. So the younger you are, the less you try to relate Portuguese to English and make mistakes because of that or because you mm. already think you can try to figure it out based on your knowledge of Portuguese and things like that. Is that what you mean? When you're younger, you, you have less, you have less things to confuse it with, right? Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes. Okay. <laughs> so you don't have to remind somebody younger, oh, it's not this like it's in Portuguese. It's this because it's English. Because they're not, they're not so preoccupied with, with the first language of Portuguese. There's not so much information already there. That's, yeah, that's uh, yes, because I think that a uh, child ever try to, to copy us. So they are mm -hmm. trying to cope um, or voice, you know, but uh, an adult maybe uh, can try to copy but then they try to read and I don't know, maybe this mm -hmm. is the the book. <laughs> and would, would you say there are a lot of people in Brazil who take English seriously or learn English to a... mm, I don't know. Um, I'm not sure because actually I had a lot of teenager students and they were uh, studying English because their parents pressured them. So, mm, I don't know. <laughs> it was okay. Scary. I, I understand. So, would you say mm -hmm. that, uh, do you have any friends that speak English or anyone around you that you can practice English with in person that you see? Not day to day, but maybe you know at least once a week or or so. Uh, when I was at college, I had a friend, and we tried to to practice. And when we when we took the bus or train, we tried to to speak only English too, and it was very very good but when we finished college we uh we live far away uh, i live far from from her and it's very hard because she's very busy 
in in January um I saw on Instagram uh, a group of pressing and I asked Rafael <laughs> uh, where uh, I I could join. I don't know. I was trying to to improve my English at the beginning of the year because I was working for a school uh, and they became bilingual this year and I was trying to improve because because of them uh, first of all but I knew that I I I need this for my life you know because I have some plans uh, including English and I joined the WhatsApp group and now I have these online friends to practice. That's great. So yeah. if, even if you can't find somebody in person, you can go online and practice with uh, people who are proficient in English and native speakers as well, right? Yes. <laughs> native English speakers. Okay. And you think that's helped you a lot? Mm-hmm. Of course. Okay. Great. Great. Um, and speaking of native speakers, um, would you ever consider moving to an English-speaking country? Yes. Or <laughs> living in an English-speaking country for a long time? Mm-hmm. Um, some years ago, I was trying uh, to plan to go for to go to Dublin but I'm not sure anymore okay. <laughs> I'm giving up of Irish <laughs> I understand and, yeah. a, a lot of things uh, almost two years ago um, or about a year and a half ago changed for a lot of people uh, their plans mm -hmm. and, and even some priorities kind of shifted So a lot of things are unknown now, but out of chaos comes new opportunity. So we never know what's going to happen. Yes, um, I was before. I was very afraid of teaching um, online, and when I was at the the other job, I was. Uh, I didn't have any option <laughs> because of the pandemic and I started to give online classes but I like it and if you asked me some years ago are you going to to give online classes I was sure that I my, that my answer it was not it was no you know because I was very afraid of that. Okay. So we are the end or wrapping up our podcast today. Um, one question I always ask everybody who comes here is what are your ultimate goals for the English language? What is the level you want to ultimately be at? Where, whether it's a near native level or just a level where you can speak with friends 
And what are your, your plans, your career plans, your personal plans that may involve English in the Um, I think that uh, languages are always changing and we always have something to learn so I want to learn uh, the most that I can <laughs> always and Go to so you, you want to just continue learning. Yes. Mm-hmm. And cultures and countries, other cities, people. <laughs> That sounds great. That sounds great. And for you, do you plan on learning any other languages outside of English? Or do you already yeah. know any? <laughs> No, I don't know, <laughs> but okay. I'm trying, and I need to to start practicing again my French <laughs> and my Spanish. Okay, great. So French and Spanish, hopefully, will one day be as good as your English, and and you can say. Oh, of course, I speak Portuguese, I speak English, I speak French, I speak Spanish. No problem. <laughs> Je parle pas. <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you so much for being here. That's the end of the podcast. Quickly, if you have any social media or projects that you want to tell people about, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, go ahead. Yeah. Um, if not, then we'll wrap up. Uh, I have my my Instagram is teacher.larissa and I also have a project with some friends that the name on Instagram and on Facebook is Fluency in Progress so you can go there <laughs> we are posting some uh, some tips, some videos and I think this project will will work. <laughs> okay, great. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, that's the end of our podcast. I want to tell everybody that no matter where you are in English, just keep trying, keep learning. You will get to where you want to be. Thank you for coming. Have a great day. Mm -hmm. We'll see you next time. Bye, Larissa. You too. Bye.